We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. What up? Welcome to Maggie and Perloff. This week is flying by. It is Thursday already. And unfortunately, we are no closer to getting a full understanding of the depth of Josh Allen's elbow injury, Perloff. I am assuming he's probably seen no fewer than five doctors (laughs) at this point, maybe 15. (laughs) But if you're the team, do you just wait till you find one that says he's okay to play? Is I that keep what you going. Do? I'm cycling through <laughs> just like the Rolodex. We don't have yellow pages anymore. Bring the yellow pages back to life just so I can go every doctor A to Z. Well, the NFL is in Germany this week, and I'm sure Buffalo would want to send him out because there's always a German doctor <laughs> yeah. who's blood spinning or something. <laughs> Whatever Kobe Bryant got. Kobe all those would go years. to Germany like four times a year I to know. do something. And Whatever always, that is, he, give it to Josh Allen. <laughs> and Kobe always came back even better and better and better. Yes. Yeah. Can Josh Allen get on a plane? to be back in time to play the Vikings. Do you have any idea of the level of orthopedic surgeons in the western New York area? Because I imagine there are not a lot of them. To be honest, I'm shocked he's even still in Buffalo. No disrespect to the doctors there. They do have great doctors in Buffalo. I thought he would have been flying all around the country. Dr. James Andrews, all the other famous ones that we know. I thought he would have seen every person under the sun by now. Isn't the kids' hospital the biggest hospital there named after Andy Dalton? Uh, Well, Josh Allen's grandmother. Oh, 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 there is another, I believe, a building. He's got a room. He's got, because when Andy <laughs> Dalton got, got the Bills, yeah. <laughs> beat the Ravens and got the Bills in the playoffs, yes. all and these people gave people money. like me, me and yeah. my husband. Oh, you gave money? Well, yeah. It, it became, we gave, not only did we give to Andy Dalton's foundation, we gave to uh, Boyd's foundation also, because mm. he caught the touchdown, and we thought it would be bad luck if we didn't contribute with all the rest of the Bills fans. This is all Perloff's, Perloff and Gray's quarterbacks coming into the same picture. We got Josh <laughs> Allen for Maggie. Yeah. We got Andy Dalton, the folk hero in Buffalo, believe it or not, for some bizarre reason. And my guy Case Keenum could start. Yeah. Uh, which I'm, has I'm you not in thrilled about panic. any of that, really. <laughs> except for, I guess, Andy. Okay. First of all, I'm, I'm going to dismiss your implicit criticism of Case here, who has been on the show and is super friendly yeah. and likes all your tweets on social media. He's yeah, the nice nicest guy. guy. Yeah. I'm telling you, if you can establish a run game and Case Keenum could do a lot of play action, th- this offense can still be pretty good. I'm not saying that they're anywhere near Josh Allen, but you definitely can win. What it's what you're going to need, though, with a case is for the running game to work and the defense to play well. You know, you need the things. Josh Allen's not going to save you, but aren't the Bills good enough as a whole team to survive this? No. And I don't think, I think without Josh Allen, I'm I'm sorry, but I have to be serious about this. Without Josh Allen, I don't think you can consider the Bills one of the top teams in the AFC. We've always said the Bills and the Chiefs, we know. Everyone else we're not sure about, although now the Ravens really look like they're coming along. But yeah, definitely. You know, the Dolphins have their issues on defense, but like we knew it was the Bills and the Chiefs. With Josh Allen's injury, the fact we don't know the extent of it, the fact that we don't know if he's going to miss time or be playing in a limited way, I don't think you can consider them one of the best teams in the NFL because he is so responsible for basically all their offensive touchdowns. Either he's throwing them or running them in. You cannot just remove someone like that and be like, oh, we're still a good team. The defense is good, but they're so injured right now, too. Well, you're, Maybe if they were full and healthy, you could say, oh, well, this defense could lead the way. But I've got a Jordan Poyer not participating in practice, a Matt Milano who is limited. At least that's a good news. Greg Rousseau not participating. Tremaine Edmonds not participating. Key guys on the defense who are hurt, not to mention they already lost one of their good safeties this year, Micah Hyde. So you're, the way you're stating that assumes that there's going to be no Josh Allen. 
I think it's much more likely that there's going to be a Josh Allen who's a little bit beat up or maybe medium beat up. And I think that's going too far to say they're not one of the better teams in the AFC. As long as Josh Allen's out there, they're still, and listen, Minnesota is going to Buffalo. I think Allen will probably play on Sunday. I don't think it's a fate accompli that's going to be Case Keenum anyway. I, I think that they're still a very dangerous team. I just also think that you go very negative on okay, your own team. But I, I would ask you this, <laughs> yeah. and yes, maybe I've been accused of going a little negative on my own team, but I would say this. Take Josh Allen out of it. What do you think the Bills do well? Well, they have great receivers. I okay, think but that, but <laughs> no, I mean, again, I, no offense to Case, but like you no, need I think to someone I, to get them the ball. Okay, I, they Case do have has great not receivers. thrown to anybody like Diggs in a long time. He was stuck in Cleveland last year when all the receivers were hurt. I think they have. I think he's going to like throwing to Gabe Davis, yeah. and so I think Diggs can make a lot of quarterbacks look pretty good. Okay, but you also have Minnesota, who they obviously are going to double Diggs. You do have Gabe Davis. You do have Isaiah McKenzie. Okay, you got uh, receivers. Well, how's your tight end? Dawson Knox. He's healthy, fine. right? Yep, he's healthy. Yeah, that's those are good weapons. Okay, so and, they can, good and weapons. they can get to the quarterback. And they and they have running backs, and they have a good defensive line. They have running backs who are like third down running backs. Who are... <laughs> they have running backs that they don't utilize as much as probably they well, I should. I think they should. Yeah. I think there's a possibility there. I love when James Cook looks like his brother. He looks like Dalvin Cook. So I think this might wake them up. The other thing they have is they have really good coaches. Uh, Ken Dorsey, uh, kind of from the case camp, he thinks uh, Ken Dorsey's great. And everybody seems to think Ken Dorsey's great. So now it's a time for him to put that to the test. I did not like the way they played the Jets. I don't like no, that. They had a why, terrible why game why plan in the third, second half against the yeah. Jets. Terrible. So when you say coaching, I agree with you. They do have good coaching. Leslie Frazier is a great defensive coach. I think Sean McDermott is a great head coach. But I, the play calling is is great. It's not, like, amazing. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. The game plan against the Jets was bad. And the game plan in the second half against the Packers was bad. So, you know, uh, that's just me. I don't think that, that you can consider the Bills an elite team if Josh Allen is not either not playing, one, or two, like, limited. Like, people keep telling me, Matthew Stafford, he's got an elbow injury. It's like, yeah, have we watched how he's played this year? Stafford has not been good. The Rams have been a massive disappointment. So explain to me why the Bills are still the Super Bowl favorite in Vegas. You know, I cannot explain it. This is like when the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> were like the favorites to win the NBA title right up into the moment they got swept by the Celtics. There's something about this I don't know. I can't. I cannot explain. Is it possible that everybody else is more realistic about their team, about your team, than you, who sort of sees things through a glass half full? I'm just throwing it out there. That is it. <laughs> and now you know how you viewed this team before. When yeah. they're really good, did you did you see it coming? And still, well, actually, I guess they haven't. They haven't gone been really been good in a long time. But last year, how did you yeah. view? I was. I thought they were going to the Super Bowl. Okay, so pre-Kansas City game, I'm just curious. I thought in the Kansas City game they were going to the Super okay, Bowl. Well, that's that's the horrible part of and it. And what did you say? And that was not Josh Allen's fault. Go back in the time machine. What did you say on air Friday before that game? I'm just curious. We weren't together at the time. Uh, last year before the... Yeah, before the Chiefs game. Did you we say... We were on the air together. Yeah, it was in January. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did, uh, wait, all right, go back to Did Maggie... <laughs> Welcome to the show, Furlough. Uh, God, that seems like so long ago. <laughs> I'm like, you made fun of me for a week. More. You're still making fun of me now. Oh, uh, I think I was sensitive at least for hour one on Monday's show. I don't Maybe think by so. hour two. <laughs> yeah, do you remember? So you last year, are you generally... My question is, no, are you generally in, bullish or are you generally negative? Because I, we can pull this out here. So I'm genuinely... Going into Arrowhead, find me the fan base that's, you know, like find me the person who's like, I'm yeah. super confident yeah. walking into Arrowhead. All players say it's one of the toughest places to play. It's so loud. It might not come through on the TV. Super loud place to play and difficult for opponents. I thought in that game, I thought they were going to win. 
I don't know what yeah, I said yeah, before, yeah. but during the game, I thought they were going to win. Josh Allen played incredible. It was his best game ever as a pro. So when they were leading with a field goal with 13 seconds left? Uh, yes, oh. this is what I'm telling you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and they had the number one defense this year, but everyone knew it was skewed because uh, they didn't play a lot of good quarterbacks during the season. All right, well. Yeah, so here I am in listen, a holding pattern. Here we all are, quite frankly. Yeah. Usually it's just me caring about the Bills on an island. What's weird is now the whole country cares about this because. Josh Allen's a huge star. He's, he's a huge of, star. Mahomes is the face of the NFL in a way, but he's already got his ring. Everyone's waiting for Josh Allen to get his. Hmm. Is Mahomes the face of the league? I, uh, I agree well, with I guess, you, but they I, just sent Tom Brady to Germany. So. Well, I feel like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are, are done. Done, done? Well, Rodgers is done for the year. Yeah, I mean, I think... Well, I think he's not done for the year. I think but... Mahomes and Allen, you know, it's not a mistake all four were playing golf against each other. They are taking over that mantle. Oh, in that match or whatever they played? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I thought Joe Burrow should have taken that very, very personally. Um, the fact that... He was actually in the Super Bowl, and they didn't invite him to that golf thing when Josh Allen's never been. I think that speaks to his star power because I think, again, I think the rest of the country is now just as curious about Josh Allen's elbow than all of us were in Western New York. So well, like, also, it's not Joe, just a local story. This is a national story. I don't think Joe Burrow – I don't even think Joe Burrow is third because he's younger. He, Josh Allen's been around longer. Probably Lamar Jackson's third now. Hmm. Uh, Burrow is – I don't even know. You could probably go below – People don't take Joe Burrow like they don't view him like that, do they? No, like but I'm just saying they should. Kind of like guy. considering the season they had last year, they Joe were Burrow ten and seven, and they snuck through to the Super Bowl. I mean, okay, well we can do, we can. <laughs> I mean, Matthew about Stafford that, but... won the Super Bowl, and he couldn't be. Stu Kovacs was more the face of the NFL <laughs> than Matthew Stafford. So last year's playoffs Matthew was Stafford, the... who you think is going to the Hall of Fame? He might. He better pick it up. <laughs> Stu is going to give the induction speech. The NFL should be so lucky to have that face as their mascot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't deserve you, Stu. Um, there's going to be, and you laugh at me for saying Matthew Stafford's going to the Hall of Fame, but there's going to be some awkward meetings when the Mats are up: Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, Philip Rivers, <laughs> who might as well be those two guys. It's going to—they're all going to go in. They're all going. Every quarterback goes in. What yeah. quarterback does not get in? If they're anywhere, if they're on the ballot, they're in. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, like, I mean, you and I, yes, Eli Manning's going to get in. Yeah. Anyway, no, no, that's not your point. Uh, that has nothing to do with anything except no. that Matthew Stafford won the Super Bowl and he's nowhere near the face of the league. Josh Allen, you're right. It's, it, he's very famous. I see Allen jerseys all over the place and I don't even look out for them like you do. There's something about that guy that is really kind of magical. It's and I don't kids. think people, people are not going to let go even with this injury, this idea that the Bills are still a team of destiny. Well, we'll you see. see it in the odds. We'll see it. We do see it in the Vegas odds. We'll see what happens. They're being obviously very cagey, protective. I understand the Bills are not one of those organizations that's like, you know, they don't have, it's not Jerry Jones out there, you know, basically <laughs> giving you the TikTok of every doctor that he's seen, but uh, <laughs> that's, that'd be helpful. <laughs> I know. I, I kind of wish that they had a Jerry Jones now so I could know what the heck's going on, but I, I have no idea if he's going to play uh, on Sunday, but if he's not 100%, if he's just compromised in a real way, you can't say the Bills are one of the best teams in the NFL. He's just too much. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Want to know if you agree with me there. And to be honest, we're going to do a lot today, a lot of football. We've got our bold predictions for the second half coming up a little bit later on in the nice. show. Uh, but coming up next, one Hall of Fame coach is making a huge declaration. But do we believe it? We'll get to that in just a moment. We've got a lot to do today. Get involved early and often. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. 
Would you still consider the Bills an elite team if Josh Allen is hurt? He is hurt, but if he's really hurt. This is, this is no, a disaster. No, 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 no. That's not the question. If he's playing, they're still an elite team. If he's not uh, playing, I see what you're saying. If he's a banged up Josh Allen, they're still elite. That's what. That's the crux of the debate. Let us know what you think. 855-212-4CBS. We're back in a minute. This season, for the first time, you can hear every Westwood One NFL broadcast stream live for free. Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, the International Series, holiday triple headers, and every postseason game. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com, via Westwood One station streams, or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports, all sponsored by AutoZone. Free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Give us a call, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We need to talk, Maggie, off the ledge. The Buffalo Bills are still (laughs) an elite team. Maggie is lumping them in with the AFC South. You've turned them into an AFC South team (laughs) is what you've done. (laughs) They are still elite. I understand the quarterback has a boo-boo on his elbow. I'm just saying, (laughs) do do not worry too much about this. He's a super tough dude. They have a lot more talent around that team than I think that you're giving them credit for. No, because they, they a lot of times I think they haven't showed it because Josh Allen has done so much for them. I'm really interested to see how they respond. Yeah, it's a great point. They do have a lot of talent, but he's just so much of what they yeah. do. You take it away. I'm not sure what this is going to look like. You add in the injuries on the defensive side. You got Minnesota coming in at, what, 7-1. and one. So... That's another team we have no idea how good they <laughs> yeah, are. It's but. a great point. But it's not in prime time, which I was kind of hoping for. Oh, just so that the Kirk curse, Cousins. The, the mm. Kirk Cousins curse of, I don't know. like what's it? It's like the opposite of a vampire. It's like you're terrible at night instead of being awesome at night. I yeah. don't know what that is. It's, it's called Kirk Cousins slash Andy Dalton. <laughs> I know. They both got the itis. 855-212-4227. Robbie is in Texas. Wants to underscore how Josh Allen is a national story. Robbie, how are you? Good. How are y'all doing today? We're doing well. What do you got? Yeah, uh, I think Josh Allen is so beloved because he's a man's man. I mean, he, he don't run out of bounds. He'll try to run over you. He'll try to truck you. He throws the ball deep. He's got a good smile. He, uh, he uh, don't talk smack. He just lets his play show his, his uh, performance on the field. And everybody likes that. I also had one other thing. Yeah. Uh, do you think Tony Romo is a Hall of Famer? Ooh. And I by the way, because I'm a lifelong Cowboys fan, so. Oh, stay tuned. Because we No, no, don't. Uh, hang on, because and thank you so much for the call, because we've got some Cowboys stuff coming for you in just one moment. Uh, I love, first of all, that Josh Allen is a man's man. I totally yeah. get what Robbie's talking about there because he's tough. He doesn't run out of bounds. This is, by the way, all the stuff that probably will end his yeah. career early. But let's put that aside for now. He's tough, run out of bounds, uh, doesn't run out of bounds. He's uh, all those things. And I love how Robbie snuck in and he's got a good smile. Apparently mm. that also makes a man's man. <laughs> a man's man. Got to have a good smile also. Uh, it's, and forget the man's man. Everybody loves Josh Allen. Have you heard the love for Josh Allen is personality? Yeah. Every guest we have says, yeah, I spent some time with Josh Allen. Oh, is he a great guy? I mean, is he a great guy? I think they, I think this current, like, I'm going to put Deshaun Watson here, like way out to the side on an island. But I think right now these are a lot of loved quarterbacks. Well, 
I don't know if Aaron personality wise. I, I, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers <laughs> right now fits that. But the young guys are amazing. Mahomes is love. I was talking about the young yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. L- Lamar Jackson is love. Lamar, oh, he's the best. Can't get enough. Joe of Justin Burrow Hurl. seems like a Her- great Burrow's guy. Awesome people love. Tua, Tua is lovely. Uh, lovely. Yeah. Never met him. Seems like a lovely guy. Uh, Tua is the <laughs> sweetest guy you will ever meet in your entire life. I only met him a couple times at Super Bowls and yeah. things. Uh, just adorable. <laughs> Which is not necessarily the uh, the trait you want in your quarterback. No, I just absolutely love that uh, a man's man. All those things that Robbie listed, but also great smile. Yeah. Can you be a man's man if you don't have a good smile also? I think he's right. I think there's something to that. Everyone likes him. I think that's important to be a man's man. Hmm. I don't know. Or or can you be can everyone hate you and you be a man's man? Yeah, I don't think the good smile, a man's man has to be a tough guy. Well that's a what guy Robbie who, said. He, a guy who go yeah. out in the minus ten degrees yeah. to fix the garage or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah, I don't think the smile, that's <laughs> different. See, Josh Allen has a combo. He's kinda a man's man. He's yeah. tough. But he also has that angelic little boy face, right? Well, he's, he's got this mustache now. He's got the porn stash mm, going. He still looks like he's about 13. <laughs> <laughs> right about yeah. that. Uh, okay, Tony Romo, is he a Hall of Famer? Can we put a pin in that I, for I, a second? Or do, I, you, I can, do you have a I can tell you, that's a definite no. I've, I've done this debate before. There's no way, and I will stake every, I said every quarterback gets in, no way, Romo. He's not even that close because he got he basically he had to play a lot more and then his back got hurt. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm thinking about his back injury, but I have to do a little bit more research on that. Uh, we'll get to our Cowboys quickie in just one moment. First, Fred in Florida. Fred, how are you? I can't believe it. <laughs> I've, I've been trying to get through for about three weeks, and the hurricanes have been bothering us. Oh, man. oh no! Hope you uh, are. Oh yeah, what are you talking about? Uh, an hour before the first one come through, Ian, I was wanting you guys to know. I says I was going to give you the tops on the hurricane. We're sitting there, and this woman's saying it's going to hit you right in the right in the nose. But anyway, well, that, hope you guys are all everything, recovering. Everything went blank, you know. huh? Hope you guys are recovering well, Fred. We're thinking about you guys. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything. Every. It was terrible, but no. Nobody got hurt, and uh, we're digging our way out with the uh, with the timber all over the place. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. All the all the trees got knocked down just about. So we but we've been sawing lumber for weeks, wow. but I have the perfect scenario for you. What's that? Year, years and years ago. Okay, when Johnny Unitas was quarterback in the the Colts. And they're go they're going to the Super Bowl, okay, or what was the championship game? I think they was a Super. I think they played the Jets. Yeah, that's with a Super Joe, Bowl with Joe Namath. Super Bowl three, right? Yes, yeah. with with Joe Namath. Yep. And and Earl Morrill took over the team early in the season when the United got hurt. Yeah, I remember like it was yesterday. Yeah, well, they come. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I I doubt if you were born then. But anyway, it it happens that the guy behind, uh, it's more about team up to a point. It's more about team anyhow. I know that they depend on the quarterback, uh, Josh Allen, but you can imagine how Baltimore depended upon Johnny Unitas. Yeah, Fred, it's a great point. Love that you made it. Uh, So glad to hear that everybody is safe and sound down in Florida. Don't be a stranger. Give us a call. I'm also 82. So I do remember that game like it was yesterday. <laughs> 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 Little known fact about me. I'm 82 years old. 
I look you, great. You look, you look Margaret does amazing. our makeup. She does an amazing job. It takes a while. It does. You know, I sit in the chair for five hours. It's yeah. like a full transformation. But I, I've been told I look good for my age. Well, the only, obviously, I would disagree a little bit because I think the quarterbacks do more now than they did even 10 years ago. In 12, because now with the running quarterback thing that apparently nobody has any interest in slowing down on, now quarterbacks are much bigger percentages of the offense. Yeah, I mean, we could have just pointed out Nick Foles. Yes. <laughs> was a little bit more recently a backup quarterback that took a team to a Super Bowl. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, that one. We also could have made that point. Oh, I actually, I didn't even hear the backup stuff. Oh. I, was just, I was just thinking about Johnny Unitas <laughs> and how his impact on the Colts compared to what Josh Allen is doing. Yeah, I met Johnny Unitas once, actually, in yeah. all seriousness. I did meet him one time. Yeah, he led the league in passing with, like, 11 touchdowns. His right? hands were, like, mangled, kind of. Right. Yeah. Uh, but you understand my point. It's a totally different game right now, what the quarterback has to do. Josh Allen, I think it's interesting, Josh Allen, it's, what percent is eighty four percent of their yards are Josh Allen created? Yeah, that's not good. And like basically ninety nine point nine percent of their touchdowns. Yeah, that's bad. That's really bad. I think the, well, it's not I, sustainable. I don't know if it's bad. It's not sustainable. I think it's bad in the sense that come push comes to shove in the playoffs. Same thing happens with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. They become way too dependent on Lamar Jackson. So they get in the playoffs where you're going to see the best defensive game plan possible. It's tough. All right, let's get to our Cowboys quickie for today. Okay, well, Jimmy Johnson, Hall of Fame coach, of course, was doing an interview on local radio in Dallas, 105.3 The Fan, and he was asked about Micah Parsons. Clearly, he's got a lot of love, but he went even further than that. Micah Parsons, I watch him every single week, and now I know Belichick, will, my buddy, he's going to get mad at me. I mean, he may be the best player I've, I've seen. And, of course, Bill's going to say Lawrence Taylor's the guy. But Micah Parsons, you know, he amazes me. His size and his speed, he makes plays all over the field. Better than Lawrence Taylor. I mean, I'm sure Bill Parcells will get upset about that when he does hear about it. You go back to the first two seasons of both of their careers, and I know Parsons isn't finished this season, but Parsons does have more sacks than Lawrence Taylor did through two seasons. Taylor had 17 sacks in his first oh. two years combined. Right now, Michael Parsons has 21 sacks, and we're not even through the end of the year. Obviously, much different game. Back then, they were not passing the ball as much, not as many opportunities to even get to the quarterback. It's such a running game, but... I mean, numbers-wise, yeah. he's on pace. Also, Taylor was the Defensive Rookie of the Year and then won Defensive Player of the Year mm. in his second year, which Michael Parsons could easily do. Yeah, so I looked up some numbers. This mm -hmm. is a good trivia question. Okay. Micah Parsons is third all-time in sacks per game. The two players that are above him are current players. By the way, Reggie is fourth, Mark Aston is fifth, Lawrence Taylor sixth in sacks per game pretty crazy that it's all modern guys von miller's yeah. like seventh who are the two most sacks per game in the history of the nfl they're both currently on rosters and von miller's not von miller's a little lower he's aaron seventh. donald no that was a good guess uh, i think i have he's some ideas. wait uh he's close okay so who do you have? i'm gonna say uh jj watt uh nope Ooh, okay um that was very close <laughs> I got one more. TJ Watt. <laughs> TJ Watt. <laughs> okay. TJ Watt's number one all time most sacks per game. Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones is incorrect. Oh. He's about twelfth. By wow, the way you said that, I was like, man. I got very excited. Yeah. 
Uh, the, the, all right, this one, the guy, he's sort of in and out of the lineup a little bit, but he's a superstar. He Oh, Khalil Mack? No, he's a younger superstar. Joey Bosa? Uh, no, Joey, nope. Nick Bosa? No, he's a former number one pick. <laughs> Miles Garrett. Pay. Yes, Miles Garrett. Aha. That surprised me, Miles Garrett. So TJ Watts one all time, Miles Garrett two, Micah Parsons three. That shows you the, the modern, you know, there's just so many poor passbacks. Nick Bosa's seventh. Yeah, and all, it's it. It's skewed. Yeah, it's a skewed step because how many Michael, how many games has Michael Parsons played? It's just like very, so few, you know. Yeah, uh, he's played 24, where Garrett's played 75. The uh, Bosa's played 42. He's right behind him. But it doesn't matter. All these guys are, if you look at this top 20 list, pretty much all of them are still in the league. So, I it's, mean, Matthew Judon has 11 and a half sacks right now. And you tell me Matthew Judon's better than Reggie White. You know, it's so funny. We always, oh, and that's your Cowboys quickie for today. We always talk about how the numbers are so skewed for quarterbacks and like how you can't compare guys for different eras or it's not fair to the older guys because, you know, basically every modern quarterback throws for at least any any good one throws for like minimum 4,000 yards. Now you got an extra game. So we don't talk about it on the pass rusher side enough, though. Well. I, th- I remember uh, Kevin Green was up for the Hall of Fame. He ended up making it. Yeah. I do remember an argument that sack numbers are going to get watered down, watered down, watered down. So you better. What do you? What are we going to base it on? The pressures? I think. I think sack numbers all pros. So Clay Matthews. I, I think at the end of the day, isn't the number of all pros the most important thing? That's it's different than Pro Bowl, which is all reputation. I think if you make eight all pro teams, yeah. you're a no brainer. But no, what but what numbers are we gonna use? Like if yeah, the sack I don't numbers are there. I don't think I, you can use them. You also have a seventeenth game. I don't think you can use those sack numbers. No, I think pressures is gonna end up being the thing. But there are up there you have so many more opportunities for pressures too. It's the same thing. No, I get it. Um I don't I, know. What are what are the defensive metrics we're gonna use to judge these players? Uh just a little math here. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Judon has 11 and a half sacks through nine games. So he's, I don't know, did TJ Watts set the record? I feel so stupid for not knowing this. But, I mean, we could have a, a sack record again this year. It's just, uh, it's different, different sport. Uh, could Matthew Judon sneak in and win Defensive Player of the Year? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think it's Parsons to lose. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah, you're right. He, he's a cowboy, but... Judon is, has a three-sack lead on the on the whole league. If he gets up to 22, 23. I mean, how about Parsons saying, declaring before the season that, what did he say he was going to have, 20? And, I mean, it's not inconceivable. He's got eight now halfway through the season. Wait, sorry, what was that, Mike? Who's he? So, so what tied Strahan's record to 22 and a half? Right, and this year, it's, it's already going to be under pressure again. And by the way, the old guy... Justin Houston for Baltimore is second in the league in sacks at eight and a half. That guy's unbelievable. That guy is unbelievable. Has he been spinning the blood in Germany? And, <laughs> is everyone spinning the blood? By the way, and so, not to make you nervous, but you know the third in sacks is Darius Smith of the, the Minnesota Vikings. Great. I sure hope that they're not sacking Chris Keenum this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's it, funny, weirdly, I, I hope they're not too, because uh, I hope that Allen is playing. I, I can't tell if I hope he's playing or not. In, in some ways, I'm like, oh, it's just the Vikings. Just rest them. Just rest them. But on the other hand, it's like, ugh, you know. I was playing this game out of my head, which I do. If if I think Case Keenum is going to play, I'll envision what's going to happen from the first snap to the last. My biggest fear is that Darius Smith is going to completely blow up this game. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I thought you were he's going to blow up like Case's yeah. head or something. Well, I, <laughs> he's I been. Know. Yeah, he is a real problem. Not for Josh Allen, but for Case, that'd be a problem. <laughs> 
Man, we've got more uh, from Jimmy Johnson taking a shot at Perloff's Eagles. We're going to have to get to that in just a moment. Plus, LeBron left the game last night. What would a groin injury mean for an already terrible Lakers season? We've got that. We've got updates for you throughout the day uh, on some big NFL games for the weekend. So we'll get to that as well. Time for a CBS Sports update. Here is Rich Ackman. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. I mean, is anyone having a worse day than the Las Vegas Raiders? Stu, I'm sorry. Maybe uh. maybe Dan <laughs> Snyder is getting sued again by the Attorney General. That story is very complicated. But the Raiders... <laughs> the uh, Washington, D.C. Attorney General, right? Yes, the Washington, D.C. Attorney General, yes. not the big attorney. Well, it's still a huge job, but yes. not like... Anywho. That's story. We got way, Ackerman for that Since story. it's Washington, D.C., we should clarify, not the federal attorney general. No. It's the city of... Anyway. Yes. It's a little complicated, but Daniel Snyder, the top line is Daniel Snyder's <laughs> getting sued yet again. Um, the Raiders are having even maybe a worse day than Daniel Snyder because it's only going to cost Daniel Snyder money. You know? He's going to wig a lot of this again because that's what billionaires always do. But what the Raiders are dealing with today, money can't fix this. They should know because they paid both of the guys who they put on IR today. Two guys go on IR at the same time, and it's Darren Waller and it's Hunter Renfro. And it's not that shocking because they've been kind of dealing with injuries throughout this really bad season for the Raiders. But to have to put two of your best pass catchers on IR on the same day when you already have a two and sixth record, two and six record, You're in fourth place in your division. You're coming off a game where you just blew a 17-point lead to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The week before that, you got shut out by the New Orleans Saints. A Saints team that's like allowing about basically about 30 points per game to opponents. Shut out. And now, and now, you're going to face the Colts with new head coach Jeff Saturday on Sunday. And this could be Jeff Saturday's first win could be, but they're still pretty big underdogs. The Colts, I mean, the Colts, the Colts are starting Ellinger, I think. He's terrible. He's pretty bad. Now, here's the thing. This is the best news that Josh McDaniels ever got. I, Josh McDaniels is getting no good news today. Listen to the stat that Adam Schefter put out. Due to various injuries, the Raiders have had their big four, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Darren Waller, on the field together this season for a grand total of 43 plays. That was Schefter? That was Schefter. And you know how Schefter works. Schefter's (laughs) working for some agent there. (laughs) Basically, Josh McDaniels is getting a lifeline (laughs) because the injuries have just been crazy. Uh, So how can you blame him if they, even if they lose to Jeff Saturday, he's got a built-in excuse. You know kind of how that works. I do know how this works, and I guess you can squint and say it, but I can give you all those guys that are out who have been in and out of the lineup, but... I mean, you still have had Devontae Adams for every game. You have your quarterback healthy. I know your offensive line's not awesome, but what was there a major injury on the offensive line? Well, that you did miss Adams one because he pushed the camera guy down. Oh, I'm sorry. He did get yeah. suspended for a game. He's been healthy. I'm yeah. sorry. That's the only game you – that's the, the the second game you won. They beat the yeah. Texans. <laughs> and by the way – Without Adams. Even when he has played – for the first part of the season, they didn't target him at all. He might as well have not played. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. It's like yeah. up and down. It's so sometimes he'll get ten targets, other times he gets two. Uh, honestly, they're, they're, the Raiders should just, Stu, don't you agree? They should just run Josh Jacobs down the throat of every opponent. He looks great this year. I don't really want to see Derek Carr drop him back forty times. 
I don't know. This doesn't, to me, this news does not totally submarine them. They should still be able to beat the Colts. No, the Colts? The Colts are tanking, I think. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, we have Jeff Saturday. Can we hear a little of Jeff Saturday? This is the on the day that the Raiders get all this terrible news. Here's Jeff Saturday going ham. Here's the deal. Everybody talks about my, I'm completely comfortable in who I am as a man, bro. I know I can lead men. I know I know the game of football and I'm passionate about it. I have no fear about, are you as qualified as somebody else, bro? I spent 14 years in a locker room. I went to playoffs 12 times. I got five dudes in the Hall of Fame that I play with. You don't think I've seen greatness? You don't think I've seen how people prepare, how they coach, how they GM, how they work? I may be terrible at this. And after eight games, I'll say, God bless you. I am no good. I may be really good at it. I got no idea. But I dang sure ain't going to back down. I can tell you that. Are you sold? No. This is. <laughs> oh, this reminds me very much of my friend Bruce. Is that right? Yes. One-eyed Bruce? One I well yeah Glass I don't, we don't Bruce? like yeah we don't I'm like sorry. calling me or those things okay I'm sorry but I'm just w- identifying him for the audience Bruce who was a friend of mine in my twenties yeah he one time we got a court to play basketball and before the game he said I've been watching a lot of Michael Jordan <laughs> and I've been watching a lot of college basketball my games I haven't played in years but my games on point because I've been watching great <laughs> yes. players play isn't that what Jeff Saturday is saying I've been watching great coaches. So just because he's been observing them, all of a sudden he's going to be able to be one? That logic doesn't totally follow to Wait, me. Wait, isn't the ending of that Bruce story, Bruce who has a glass eyes, that he takes the ball and chucks it like 20 rows into yeah, the stands? Yeah. It was. I mean, there's <laughs> actual documentary footage uh, of it. It's called the movie Along Came Polly with Philip <laughs> Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys know that basketball scene. When It's great. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't understand this. By observing great coaching, that usually doesn't translate into seeing great coaches. I mean... I mean, to being a great coach. Yeah. So you've been around Peyton Manning. We know it's been proven. That doesn't mean you're a great coach. Even if you were the offensive coordinator for Peyton Manning. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. (laughs) Usually Peyton Manning's offensive coordinators go on to very little success elsewhere. (laughs) Uh, Probably ditto uh, Aaron Rodgers' offensive coordinator, too, if we're talking about Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, Yeah, but Luke Getze's actually having an uptick. Isn't Nathaniel Hackett the most improved coach in the NFL this year? (laughs) Yeah, he did get a grainy. When's the last time we talked about Nathaniel Hackett? When's the last time they played? (laughs) (laughs) It was six weeks ago. (laughs) They're on their bye. They've been on a perpetual bye week for the last six weeks. I feel like Russell's had nine subway ads since the last time they actually played a (laughs) football game. Pete Carroll has said like ten backhanded compliments at Russ. Uh, they weren't even really. They were. I think he had one they direct insult. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll get to that a little so, bit. So yeah, we're getting off track here with Jeff Saturday. But did Jeff Saturday? Did he sell you with that rah rah speech? I'm a man. I'm I, completely I'm, comfortable I'm, in who I am as a man, bro. <laughs> bro. Thanks, bro. I, Thanks, you, bro. You know what I think is smart about it? If it doesn't work out and they don't go with him, this sets it up pretty good. Where it's not going to be super humiliating for him. Is that what he's doing here? Yeah, he's got no other choice. I mean, he can't go in there and be like, we're going to win out. Like, that'd be a ridiculous shot to call, and no one would believe it anyway. That would be so (laughs) awesome. He just came in there. We're going undefeated the rest of the way. I guarantee it. I I feel like there's never been a coaching position with less pressure in the history of the sport. They plucked this guy out of the broadcast booth in week nine. Nothing like this has ever even come close to happening. Can I give you the opposite? I think that this could be a, a seminal moment because in the NFL, not since like the 60s, we haven't had somebody 
who's gone straight from their playing days or from playing and then broadcasting right to the sidelines. Norm Van Brocklin, 1968. 1968 is a little bit of a different world back then. <laughs> but if this somehow works, and I don't even know what that means, if it if they win games, if it looks good, if Jeff Saturday is going for it on fourth downs and they're getting it, or if you know what it looks like winning football. If, if this works, I think copycat league, get ready for all. Every person who's on TV, I mean, I know we saw it with Mike Mayock again with Stu's Raiders. That worked out uh, horribly. Uh, yeah, it really did, Stu. <laughs> At least you drafted John Abram and Cleveland Farrell yeah. in the first round. Yeah, didn't didn't John Abram get waived early no, like got, this week? Did he yeah. get traded or waived? He's just, waived. Just, just, just straight up yeah. go, just just go home. Although we had heard stories that sometimes Gruden would come in at the last minute and like Bigfoot him on draft picks and stuff, but still Mayock was a disaster. But if Jeff Saturday comes in and is good, get ready for the revolution of these guys going from the booth Maybe. or just from playing and straight to head coach. We're used to guys going in and getting into coaching, but not head coach in the NFL. Maybe, maybe. But I think you're underestimating the impact of the fact that it's week 10 in the NFL season. He, not only has he not had a training camp, has he not had a mini camp with these guys? Yeah. He has not had the first 10 weeks of the season. I don't care that he's going straight from playing. Plucking somebody from outside the building in week 10 is insane. No, I get it. Especially a guy who's never coached. <laughs> it's it's a, a most utterly unorthodox move in the history of the NFL. I'm with you. This is why we all That's are thing, shocked that it happened. One in the offseason, and I, I guess he has tried to hire him in the offseason. If he had done it in the offseason, that'd be a surprising hire. It'd be interesting. This is just off the rails. This I hire. know. That's why somehow if they catch lightning in a bottle here or something happens where they it looks competent, I think people are going to get either fooled into thinking I can make this happen with someone who has no experience, but I do think it happens again, and I bet it happens again soon. You don't think Dan Orlovsky is going to get a look or something like that? They, no one in the NFL has mm. any clue what they're doing. <laughs> like they, they are just looking for someone to make something work, and then 100 people can copy. It is a copy of that, Lee. but yeah. here's the other question, though. Is it harder to come in as, like, a play caller or offensive coordinator or, like, an assistant where you're actually, like, coaching positions, doing calling something. plays, <laughs> right, yeah, versus being a head coach where basically what you're doing, doing is nothing. you're just managing players and managing the other coaches. Like, managing players who you just met on Thursday night. Well, yeah, he's been a consultant, so he knows a lot of the guys. But they know you, too, because Jeff and, Saturday as a Colt will be famous enough that they the players at least uh, know him. And he's they in the building, he's on TV, so they know him. He knows Are you kidding me? But being a head coach, <laughs> isn't a head coach, especially in football, just managing players, managing the coaches, just managing like it's it's like just being an operations manager. You're just handling everyone else's duties, and you're just the the head guy who like deals with all of it. I feel like being a head coach would probably be easier than him coming in as like the play caller midseason or the yeah. defensive coordinator midseason, where you're actually having to make decisions about play by play. But a lot of coaches do play call on one side of the ball, right? Clearly, he's not. I mean, he's got yeah, like a 27 year old, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Parks Frazier. Parks Frazier, of course, Parks Frazier. <laughs> Parks Frazier sounds like. Someone who does a million other things, but definitely not football coach. Wasn't that the show that Chris Pratt was in? Or is <laughs> yeah, that Parks, yeah. Yeah. Something like that? <laughs> Parks Frazier. What is that? Who? Who? What does Parks Frazier do for a living? DJ? Something he, like that. He was producer for a uh, psychiatrist uh, radio host in Seattle. Uh, okay. No, <laughs> no, that's not the game. Come on, <laughs> that's not the game. Is something that's, like that's it? That's a it's, weak connection. Right there. It's a anyway. Uh, I see. I don't think because professional we've, skateboarder. But. We we've had 102 <laughs> no. years of NFL history, and nothing like this has ever come close. I I think it's too far a leap to say this is going to become a trend. There's never. You didn't think other guys were going to start doing ayahuasca, and what did Aaron Rodgers say 
after they found after uh, he went public about that, he said he got calls, people all over the league. Yeah, ask, but now they suck. So now everyone's it. stopping ayahuasca. <laughs> they did it a couple of years ago. So it was premature. This part, maybe the former broadcaster. Yeah, that could definitely happen. And that has happened a ton of times, obviously. A lot of guys have gone from the booth who had previous coaching experience. Like, but had to have the previous, yeah, except yeah. in the NBA, of course, with like yeah. Steve Kerr and Mark Jackson. But. Bringing some guy out of nowhere in the middle of the season, that is the weird part to me. And interim, how many interim coach hires do we remember? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And they're always, it's always just one of the older assistants, right? Yeah. It, it's always or just Passaccia. someone in the building. It's always someone in the building, yeah. or at least like maybe a former coach has yeah. come in before. To just prick, this is so weird right now. I mean, how Listen, is he going to possibly catch up to speed? Considering all the injuries now for the Raiders, the Colts are coming in maybe with a chance. I don't know. Let's go to Eric. He's in Portland. Eric, you got about 30 seconds, bud. What's on your mind? Okay, uh, thank you. Uh, first of all, it's just Saturday. Let's at least quote him accurately. Number one, he said he might suck, he might succeed. He simply said, I will not back down. Two, fact is, all these wonderful coaches, the guy down in Miami and uh, San Francisco, and you name it, how did these guys learn? By observing other men who did a great job at it. And that's how they learned. So before we destroy Jeff Saturday and declare him an absolute loser and a joke, let's go ahead and support him and at least quote him properly and understand that you absolutely can learn from observation. from observation. Eric, appreciate that. No, but that. all those coaches did something. Yeah, they also they like coach. worked their way. Well, up. although Jeff did coach high school, which is something. They all, like, if you're talking about McDaniels, you're talking about Kyle Shanahan, but they did also, like, work their way up the ladder. I don't see that as the same. Yes, they were observing greatness, yeah. but they also had their hands on well, in I, it a little more. I mean, the caller did make a, a good point. You probably do learn a lot from being around those guys, but do it in the off season. That's all I'm saying. Coming up, see you guys on the phones. Plus, Notre Dame has turned their season around. We'll talk to distinguished alum Michael Jr. next.